guess you want to see some fancy needlework. Major, your hands are shaking. Well, it has nothing to do with the shelling. It's uh, my sinus condition. Oh, my God. This man's a North Korean. I'm not operating on any commie. Oh, come on, Frank, come on. Oh, what did they ever do for me? They fix it so you can get a nice uniform, a steady job, and people salute you before they get to know you. Was the officer's latrine really destroyed? Was the officer's latrine really destroyed? Hey, MASH fans, time for another episode of the MASH 4077 podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me as usual are Al. Hi, everybody. And Simon. Gentlemen. And today's episode, we have a special guest listener with us. We have Ryan Patrick. Welcome to the podcast, Ryan. Hello. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your love of MASH. I have been a MASH fan from a very early age. I, I watched it when I was a kid. It was one of my mom's favorite shows. And in fact, I remember when when I was a kid, uh, I think I was eight years old when the, when the show went off the air. And I remember uh, after the, the final episode running to my room and bawling like a baby for about 30 minutes. And ever since then, I've just loved watching it. It's just a fantastic show. It's timeless. And uh, I love that they released the DVD, so now you can watch it without the laugh track, which is wonderful. And uh, now it's fun to be able to uh, introduce this show to my kids. My, my, my daughter sits with me and watches the episodes and asks me about the characters, and it's just, it's just a lot of fun. That's awesome. Fantastic. Well, thanks for joining us. On today's episode, we're going to be discussing Season 3, Episode 15, Bombed. It's the 63rd episode overall. It was directed by Hi Averback, written by Jim Fritzel and Everett Greenbaum. The production code is B320, and the original air date is January 7th, 1975. I'm telling you, we're being shelled! Do you hear me? It's been going on for half an hour! Impossible. My latest intelligence map shows there are no enemy units in your sector. You are not being shelled, young man. All personnel, stay clear of the compound. All personnel. Listen, buddy, I'm telling you, they've already knocked out one of our generators. They uh, smashed our water tank and we got three people wounded. Well, listen, if you don't believe me, listen for yourself. Well, the plot summary for this interesting, and I use that very sparingly, episode, while Radar tries to stop the camp from being shelled by their own artillery, Frank finds a wounded enemy soldier wired to explode. Margaret and Trapper get stuck in a supply shed, and Henry and Father Mulcahy get blown up on the latrine. Oh, my God. This man's a North Korean. I'm not operating on any commie. Oh, come on, Frank, come on. Oh, what did they ever do for me? They fix it so you can get a nice uniform, a steady job, and people salute you before they get to know you. Oh, I hope my American Legion post doesn't find out about this. They'll take away your joy buzzer. Get 
some restraint on him fast. That's it! I refuse to operate on that slant-eyed yellow devil. Finish here. I'll take care of him, you wonderful round eye. Where did that Costa Rican nurse come from, anyway? The UN, the little place on the east side. Foreigners? Why are there so many of them in a war? Uh, guest stars for this episode are Jamie Farr, returns as Corporal Maxwell Q. Killinger. And we have the wonderful William Christopher as Father Francis Mulcahy. And Louisa Moritz plays Nurse Sanchez. Now, she is described as a lovely, buxom, and vivacious blonde bombshell on IMDb. And uh, after saying that, I may have to go and have a lie down or possibly a cold shower. Louisa has a respectful 44 titles to her name, including appearing in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Edward Marshall uh, appears in this episode playing Delbos. Now, this is Edward's only appearance in MASH, but he did pop up in one of Kenny's sleepover films, 9 to 5. Hey, I love that movie. No, Edward loves that <laughs> I, movie. I can probably quote it. That's kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have, of course, Roy Goldman, who plays none other than Roy Goldman. I honestly can't say enough about him, so I won't. <laughs> <laughs> And Jeff Maxwell returns as Igor Straminsky, or as Meds would say, Igor. Oh, Igor. Uh, Kelly Nakahara returns again as Lieutenant Kelly Yamoto. Boy, this really hurts. Just be glad it's not your right arm. Your career as a surgeon to go down the tubes. Never mind that. What about my back swing? Anybody got any gloves, Kelly? Hey, Pierce, can you get a purple heart for a toilet wound? Colonel! Was the officer's latrine really destroyed? Was the officer's latrine really destroyed? Gone with the wind, Frank. I hate the thought of using the enlisted man's. You're one of your own, Frank. Going to business for yourself. Good idea. All right, who wants to start us off? Why don't you start us off, Meds, with this episode? Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, this is a so-so episode. Uh, there's some nice scenes in it. Uh, I really do quite like the scene with Trapper and Margaret. Why can't I have a blanket of my own? conservation of body heat. 98 degrees plus 98 degrees is 196 degrees. It doesn't work that way. You're just saying 196 degrees so you can get under the same blanket with me. Are you questioning a doctor's medical opinion? What are you doing with your hands? Just saluting. I don't trust you. You don't trust me? John Xavier McIntyre? In my grammar school, on graham cracker day, I was elected crumb boy. That's silly. Now I'm going to lie down because I'm cold and tired. You have to promise me no hanky-panky. I haven't even got a hanky. And I left my panky in my other suit. Besides, <clears throat> you have nothing to worry about. I'm beat. So uh, that's that's quite nice. I like that kind of thing. You, you're never a hundred percent sure if anything did happen in that uh, tent. But seeing Frank's uh, paranoia, he's questioning Margaret afterwards. McIntyre keeps hinting that something went on, Margaret. We were exhausted. We slept. I told you. He's he's pretty good. And also Frank asking the marriage question, then whipping out at the end, hiding <laughs> in the tent. And what am I to you anyway? A beautiful plaything. A romp on an army blanket. Oh, that's not true. We're soulmates. Don't we listen to Montevani together? Don't we both trim the crust on our bread? Remember the morning. 
when we held hands and said the Pledge of Allegiance? Talk, 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 talk. Margaret, I realized when you were in the supply room with him how much I love you. Mm. Margaret, I want to marry you. What did you say? I said I... Um, it's a fun, it's a fun episode, um, but I, I do think it, it, could, it could have been a little bit stronger when the actual uh, grenade is found wired up to the patient. There's a wire across his chest. Don't touch him. That guy's booby trapped. It's a grenade under his arm. Now that offends. Booby? Booby kaboom. Big booby. Right. The pin is off. The wire is holding his arm to the handle of the grenade. Pretty dicey. Listen, we don't have to risk our own lives. We have a demolition expert right here in camp, Staff Sergeant Benson. Frank, this is Staff Sergeant Benson. Well, tell him to tuck his giblets back in and get back to work. Well, it seems to me this comes under the heading of duty for enlisted personnel. Oh, really? Well, they do get their uniforms free and we have to pay for ours. Come on, Frank, we're all scared. If you're that scared, get out. You'll talk about me behind my back. Trap, we're going to have to do this together. You cut the wire. You hold the grenade. And I'll be in Scotland before you. He's moving! Frank, put him under, fast! Pull him down, put your arm on his chest. Hurry up! Man, that's a hairy armpit. Probably Italian. Okay, Trap, cut. Okay, quick! What's the minefield? I mean, that did happen quite a few times in in war. Uh, I thought they could have actually made a made that a lot stronger in the scene. Uh, but but otherwise, um, yeah, not a bad episode actually. Probably the best one um, so far at like the ones we've watched for this recording. I don't know. Very cool. How about you, Ryan? What did you think of this episode? You know, this is not necessarily my favorite episode, but it's it's far from my least favorite episode. I, there are some things in this episode that just kind of drives me that drive me nuts. Um, and, you know, it seems to me that if I was in a camp and being bombed, I would be in a bunker somewhere surrounded with uh, sandbags. But they seem pretty casual. Mm-hmm. They seem pretty casual uh, for being bombed. They're just kind of milling around. They're watching movies. They're, mm-hmm. You know, and that, <laughs> that always has bothered me. You know, there, there doesn't seem to be any kind of fear involved in 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 their in the episode but beyond that i i, I do enjoy it i i love uh, uh radar reading his letter from home dear son i got your lovely letter you certainly asked a lot of questions <clears throat> about the car you may about jennifer next door yes about eleanor simon she did once or twice but not too much <sighs> About your Uncle Albert. Uh, no on drinking, yes on AA. About the dog, Leon. Three times in the bedroom, once under the washer, and twice on the cat. <coughs> Test, testing. <coughs> about the cat, we don't have one anymore. Uh, about your cousin Ernie, he's in the... Oh, 
Uh, although I want to know about more about Eleanor Simon because she did once or twice, but not too much. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that is, but, <laughs> but I love that. And, and uh, I, I've always loved Hawkeye's line about uh, reading uh, in his magazines the uh, the article about the uh, the the woman who uh, was able to smuggle ten pounds of pistachio ice cream out of a nudist camp. Um, but uh, Sanchez annoys the heck out of me. Have a foreign object on my chest. Ah! Everybody, cover the wound. Somebody clean this stuff up. Take it easy. Take it easy. It's all over. No more booby. Booby, all gone. George, cover that wound, will you? Sure, I'm busy here, sir. I am so afraid. You know, afraid. You are afraid. You bet your enchilada. Uh, and I'm glad Thank that you. she. I, I'm glad that she is only there for one episode. That I, I hope I was, you know, I remember watching this episode the first time and hoping that she wasn't going to be back. Um, a, a couple of things that I, I I noticed watching this episode, and it was fun to go back and really watch it really closely. Um, is uh, you know, I've I've watched this episode on the DVD, and I've also watched the edited for TV version. In the edited for TV version, it's very interesting. Frank's proposal is not in the edited for TV version, which really is a major plot point that they cut out for, uh, you know, the syndication. So um, all of a sudden at the very end of the episode, he's hiding and we don't know why he's hiding. So just another reason to go and watch the shows on the DVDs rather than to watch them on TV. Yeah, it's totally different watching these episodes uh, when you're taking notes and when you have to talk about them, isn't it? Oh, yes. Yeah, Yeah, very much so. Very cool. How about you, Al? What would you think of this episode? Garbage. Sorry, Mids, but uh, I just – I did not like this episode. I thought it was – it was just a waste. I mean, it, a lot of it was – it seemed to be a rehash of other episodes. They were bombed before by their own person – by their own artillery, weren't they? Mm. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, it was the Army-Navy game that everybody was distracted with then. This time it was, you know, Bob Hope – the Bob Hope concert – that that was just really annoying that they seemed to have to rehash that. I, I didn't appreciate that. And Ryan, I agree with you, man. Sanchez was extremely <laughs> irritating. I just wanted a poker in the eye. Say, like, come here. You go take that. Amen. You know, through, through most of the episode, through most of the episode, she doesn't speak English. She's, you know, stuttering with her, with her, whatever, you know, Spanish. And then all of a sudden, Towards the end, she can speak flawless English. Klinger, next patient. Klinger, next patient. And then <laughs> she's back to not being able to speak English again. What the heck, man? That's just kind of yeah. garbage. And uh, Kenny, I think you'll agree with me on this. The scene where uh, Hawkeye, I mean, not Hawkeye, Trapper and uh, Margaret get trapped in the in the uh, supply hut. Mm-hmm. You know, Trapper, you're married. It didn't. It didn't shock me because that's just the way Trapper is, and I, I always just, knew that those two kind of, you know, we knew that Margaret liked Trapper because I think she's mentioned it many times when she's drunk. 
Yeah. Well, but, I just didn't. I didn't appreciate that. I, I, I didn't. I just didn't see the need for that at all. You know, Trapper is is trying to put the moves on her. He's desperately trying to get into her pants. You know, dude, you're married. You're a fornicator. You are a yeah. fornicator. You're an adulterer. You are going to hell, sir. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. I think I think, no, I think there's problems. You've got you've got to sort of like, uh, and I know I know I, I agree with you. You know, I don't don't get me wrong. I'm not uh, condoning of, of that kind of stuff. But I think there has to be a point where you, you've. You have to get used to the fact that this is part of his character's makeup, and this is the part. This is what he does, um, and you know, I, I think you, you've kind of got to really let it go a little bit. Otherwise, we're going to have to get you into therapy. Uh, because... <laughs> I will never let it go. I will keep it forever and hold it and pet it and call it George. I don't want to know what you're holding. Kevin. Okay, never mind. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. How about this? Okay, they get trapped in that in that uh, supply. They can't get out. They're they're in this little building. Oh, let me out! Hey, dude. It's a tin shed. Kick the freaking wall. <laughs> it's about three eighths of an inch thick. F that. Push it off of the. It's that was just to me. It was just an excuse to get Trapper and Margaret trapped into something so that they can have that sexual tension. I did not. I didn't like it. I just. I didn't think that this episode worked for me at all. I just thought it was really kind of stupid. And then. Yeah. Uh, Towards the well, maybe towards the middle. I'm not sure when it was uh, when Frank and uh, Margaret are in her tent, and the shell hits and things go flying all over the place, and they're kind of hitting the the uh, the floor. We see all this like it looks like drywall and plaster and stuff falling on them. Where the heck did that come from? They're in a tent. <laughs> yeah, they're in a tent. Man, oh, I don't picky you are in this one. Yeah, yeah. And uh and Meds, I, I kind of agree with you about the grenade scene. It had a lot of potential. That scene could have been more and it should have been more, I think, more of a plot point yeah. than it was. It was kind of a throwaway, just a throwaway um device, uh so to speak. It it just mm -hmm. didn't it didn't work for me either because obviously the pan, you know, the handle on the on the grenade was still there. He just pulled the pin. So when Hawkeye reached in and he grabbed the grenade, there's no real urgency to throw it out the window, you know, break a window in the OR and toss it into the, you know, whatever's out there. He could have walked it out and thrown it into an empty field. Yeah, because what if somebody a... was casually walking past? That was, the, yeah, um, that was yeah, my thought. Like, I'm like, he just throws it out there. Luckily, there's no one out there. It's so yeah. crazy. I know. So, yeah, just not one of my favorite episodes of the season. Uh, I, I, I just didn't really like it. Yeah. I I uh, I liked it more than I guess you did. Um, <laughs> uh, it was I thought it was it was enjoyable. It was, it was fun, and yeah, you know some of the stuff was rehashed. But I mean, after so many episodes, you're gonna get rehashed, even at season three. Um, I liked the whole latrine exploding. Somebody come quick! What happened? It's Colonel Blake. He's in the latrine. Hooray for regularity! It's been hit. He's trapped. To free the wolf. If anything's happened to Colonel Blake, I don't know what I'll do. He's the fastest colonel that ever lived. Hey, I said now, what seat did he usually use? Uh, on the far side, fix your window here. Henry! Henry! Wait a minute, hold it! I heard a moan! 
Colonel, if you can hear me, knock three times. If you can't, knock twice. Oh, Lord, he's dead. Colonel! Henry! Are you all right? That's him! That's him! His wife sent a stateside paper for their anniversary. Colonel! Oh, oh. Watch my other arm. I think it's Okay, he was on my left telling me about his sister. Here he is! Here, help him. You all right, Father? Come on, Father. Sis and I picked up these apples from under the tree. I remember I said, you can't make a pie out of crab apples. And she said, I learned how in the Girl Scouts. He'll be all right. He's just a little dazed. She used brown sugar, and the crust was just so crispy and nice. Well, it was so good, we ate it all before dinner. Get him back to his tent. Let him rest. Mommy came into the kitchen and said, what the hell's going on in here? I remember, Mommy. You know, that was the first time I ever heard you swear. Careful. Come on, Henry. Let me get a look at that arm. It hurts. Happy anniversary, sir. Come on. Which I don't quite understand. That those guys, did they fall into the latrine? So they fell, in, they fell into the <laughs> hole because they were. It was completely flat, mm-hmm. you know. And they were inside, and when they pulled them out, they didn't look like they were just in a latrine. Yeah, um, I love the whole dazed Father Mulcahy. Oh, that, that was, was great. That was yeah. hilarious. I love awesome. his, and I love that he said hell because you don't ever hear him say any kind of native yeah. bad language, and he said hell. Well, you never had... see him having any comedy moments either. No. Virtually throughout the whole of MASH, you don't see him have that many comedy moments. Yeah, and I just, I really like that. I like that part of this character, and I thought <sighs> that was funny. And, of course, I loved Henry being all dazed and confused. And um, mm. But that, that scene I thought was really hilarious. I didn't like the whole Trapper and, you know, Houlihan Mm-mm. making passes. But I did like that, that Margaret kind of broke down. And she kind of explains that she always needs to be the strong one. And everyone thinks she's super strong, but she's actually terrified. And she breaks down in his arms. This day's been too much. Just can't take it anymore. Come on, honey. Take it easy. It's all right. I'm so embarrassed. Why? I am right you. Easy, honey. Easy. Easy. <laughs> Everybody thinks I'm so tough and hard and efficient. <laughs> and here I am crying like a baby. <laughs> you mind? No. It's the first hot water to hit my body in a year. Because, <laughs> you, you know, we see more of that, Margaret, as time goes. That she isn't this, you know, hard, stern, horrible person. And I just like that she actually has yeah. emotion and she has fear and that that little character building, you know, those little things are what makes me like the episode because you get to see those little things that you very rarely get to see otherwise. Um, I think it's so stupid mm-hmm. that, that it's friendly fire, that they're getting bombed by our, our own people. I just don't know how that's physically for, – especially for so long. I know. But, how stupid. I mean once it, Radar says we're this bombed and the guy on the other phone is like – no, you're not. I'm like, yes. How? It's frustrating. 
It's so frustrating to me. You know, I just I don't know if our our army is just so stupid that you know <laughs> I just don't hey, I just no. don't get it. How I mean I know that the mash unit is close to the you know enemy lines. That's because that's their job. But still, it just it, that just bothered me that it happened, and I'm sure it happened more than normal. You know, in real life, but. After two, three, four, or five hours, I would expect them to stop. Well, luckily they they have lousy aim. Yeah, thank God. Yeah. It's bouncing all around the the tents, nothing other than the latrine. You know, hitting the the latrine. But yeah, you're right. At least they have at least they have bad aim. <laughs> and by the way, that was a rehash too because they blew up the latrine once before with Henry in it. Did they do it? I thought this was the only time that he got blown up in the latrine. No, he was blo- he was blown up in a latrine before. Cowboy blew up the latrine, yeah. Oh, yeah. He just had some bad luck with those latrines. Um, it must have been Mexican food. <laughs> <laughs> and I agree with all you guys talking about the grenade. They could have definitely drawn that out a little bit more, made it more dramatic. It happened so quickly. I feel like I blinked and it was over. You know, they disarmed it and threw it out and... Randomly threw out a window and hoping no one was out there to get killed by it. Well, I swear I saw a guy in a red shirt walking by, so I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed the episode overall. It was it was a it was a decent episode for me. You know why? Because you suck. Be, no, it's because of those little Father Mulcahy moments or little Margaret moments that really saves it for me. Uh, getting to see the real, you know, getting to see, I, I don't know, just those little moments made me smile. And I was like, okay, I, I actually like the episode. Can I ask a question to you guys about the Margaret and Trapper? No. Please? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did, okay. The question is, did anything really happen? Because Trapper says nothing happened. Hawkeye tells Frank that nothing happened. However, when Frank and Margaret are in her tent and he is grilling Margaret about what happened. She's not answering. So did something happen? And also if you, if you, if you really paid attention to the episode, when, when, when Frank and Hawkeye opened the door, it looked like Margaret was putting something back on. Didn't it? Under the cover. She was, she was, she was just kind of pulling the blanket up. I think I I don't think anything happened because um, I think, I think Margaret's just using, this to wind Frank up, and because uh, you're the probably days, right, you know, Frank, yeah. think, Frank uses her, let's face it, left, right, oh, yeah. and center. And yeah. I think this is the first time that Margaret's well, it's the down, it's starting to become the downfall of Frank, isn't it? Where we, we over this <laughs> season, next season, you start to see him, um, well, be written out, really. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I don't think anything happened. I think Margaret, like Med said, she he was she was just using as you know. As ammo, just to make him upset, and because she, he, you know, she, she, he takes her for granted. He just, he knows she's going to be there, you know, and and mm-hmm. and he has no claim to her at all. I mean, that's why he proposes to her because he thinks nah. she's fooling mm-hmm. around with Trapper. You know, she has every right to fool around with Trapper. Trapper doesn't have any right fooling around with anybody, but <laughs> she has every right to. She's not married to anybody. She's not connected to anybody. She has no boyfriends. She can do whatever she wants. So when he asks, I wouldn't say anything either. Just out yeah. of spite. Just, you know, it's, it's none of his business. Yeah. So, but yeah, I definitely don't think anything ever truly. I mean, Trapper may have copped a feel underneath the blankets. <laughs> you know, but I don't think anything hardcore, you know, sexual happened. Uh, just All a right. first base. They, yeah, basically. <laughs> that was it. Like, like yeah, because even uh, uh, 
Frank asks, you know, did he get the first base, second base yeah. home run? How far did he get? First base? Second base? Home plate? What difference does it make? And what am I to you anyway? Uh, yeah, I think he got the first base. That's, that's <laughs> as far as I think they went. Okay. Do you, I mean, do you think they, that they actually went further? Well, I, I, you know, here, here's another thing where the syndication comes into play. The scene, again, with Frank and Margaret where he's grilling her does not appear in the uh, edited for TV version. So there's never been any doubt in my mind when I watch the TV version that nothing happened. But then when I watch this version and I see Margaret not answering his question, it made me wonder if something happened. Hmm. I didn't realize they cut so much out of the syndication. Is that oh, yeah. because of um, uh, sort of like adverts and stuff? Yeah, commercials. Yes. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, because uh, you know back in the day you had maybe eight to ten minutes worth of commercials. Now it's about fifteen, twenty. Yeah, you wow. know, so they have to make room for them. So they cut minutes out of episodes constantly. You know, I mean the the tag at most on most episodes is never in a syndicated episode. Mm-hmm. They never yeah. have that little wrap up tag that definitely gets removed. But. Um, yeah, it's just the way it is, you know. They think about the money, not the, the quality or the content of the material, which is kind of sad, but... No, sir, I did not hang up on you. I, I put the phone out the window, and it blew up! Reluctantly, I have to admit that latest intelligence tells me you are being shelled. But there's nothing to worry about. You're being hit by your own artillery. Well, isn't there anything you can do about it? We're being wiped out! I tried to phone the observation post directing the fire, but they're all at the Bob Hope show. Hello? Hello? What'd you pull it apart for? I just fixed it. If I ever get out of this war alive, I'm going to write a book exposing it all, and that guy's going to be in it! What's his name? I'll make one up! Will you put me in it? Yeah, 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 page one. Not Cherokees. All right, let's go ahead and we're going to move on to some behind the scenes. I will start us off. William Jurgensen received a Primetime Emmy Award nomination for his cinematography on this episode. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And there's a voice on the radio, the radio station, not communication, that says, It's been the Bob Hope Show with, and yours truly, Hi Averback. Now, if you paid attention to Kenny at the beginning of almost every single episode, <laughs> Hi Averback is actually the director of this particular episode. That's very cool. Oh, oh. Uh, when the announcements about the bug out is heard, Trapper and Hawkeye are leaving the supply tent. Trapper says, evacuate to where? As bombs go off, Trapper is clearly saying something that can't be heard. And then Hawkeye says, now the book of the month club will never find me. It appears that the filmmakers decided to cut one line. I actually did notice that when I was watching it. Oh, did, did you notice, notice the lip flap? Yeah, yeah, because I, I thought it was just me and I quickly round it. And it was like, yeah, it's, you don't hear anything. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, I guess they do that every once in a while, but hopefully you can hide the lip flap. That, yeah. it, is, it is kind of annoying when you see their lips moving and nothing comes out. Uh, we also have High Averback. He received the Director's Guild Award nomination for this episode. This episode got quite a bit of rewards. Yeah. <laughs> Figures. <laughs> <laughs> no taste, I'll tell you this. Father, this is a lousy idea. The movie was supposed to take their minds off the shelling. Lord knows I tried. I sent for the yearling. A dandy picture about a boy and his pet deer. 
You see, his mother didn't want him to keep it, but they became very emotionally attached. I know, I know. My cousin Floyd had the same thing with a goat. So, uh, what happened to the yearly? Uh, the jeep was hijacked by some Buddhist monks. Monks? Uh, the driver told me they'd all gotten haircuts that day and wanted to celebrate. Is uh, Major Hoovahan here? Has anyone seen her? I saw her about an hour ago. She and Captain McIntyre were running across the compound. Well, where were they going? Search me. A war picture? I tried to get the yearling. It's about this boy who becomes emotionally attached to a deer. Oh, my uncle in Texarkana had the same thing with a mule. All right, guys, it's time for our trivia. I think Al has one for us. I sure do. Now, Burns wanted to slap a dishonorable discharge on a wounded soldier who admitted to being a homosexual. Now, the question is, how did Trapper and Hawkeye get Burns to drop the discharge? Go ahead and send your answers to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. Here, Trapper, you take this bottle. Check. We better go in separate trucks. That way one of us will be alive to care for our loved ones. Uh, Major Houlihan claims that you were a perfect gentleman at all times in the supply room. I... These enough? Yeah. If we're captured, we'll eat them. When fear is near, I want you here. McIntyre, the future is very uncertain for all of us. Now, I want your word that nothing went on between you and Major Houlihan. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> no kidding. I heard that. What? I couldn't hear it. What did you tell Pierce? Just boy talk. You taking all those nudist magazines with you? Yeah, I'm reading a serial. It's called The Sunburned Fool. Terrific. It's the story of a woman who smuggles 10 pounds of pistachio ice cream out of a nudist camp. <laughs> Ooh, that's smart. Lewd. Lewd. That's what you are. What's your rush, Frank? The next shell isn't due for three minutes. trust these px clocks for anything all right you can find mash 4077 all over the internet you can find us at facebook www.facebook.com slash mash 4077 podcast and you can follow us on twitter at mash 4077 podcast and you can follow me at hawkeye meds you can find me kenny at geeky fanboy and i am at tales podcast and we have a website, and you can find that at www.mash4077podcast.com. We have a blog. You can find that at www.mash4077podcast.blogspot.com. And if you ever find yourself wanting to give us an email, you can send those to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. Why not come along and spend some of your hard-earned money at our MASH online store? And that's at www.mash4077podcast.com. Zazzle.com slash mash 4077 podcast. And you can hear the mash 4077 podcast on Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher allows you to listen to your favorite shows directly from your smart devices on demand and on the go. Don't have Stitcher? Download it for free today at Stitcher.com or in your app store and search for mash 4077 podcast. All right, so I guess this was a so-so episode. I mean, I enjoyed it, and I think Meds enjoyed it, and, and Ryan kind of enjoyed it, but Al hated it. Correct? <laughs> That's that correct. Assessment? Yeah. <laughs> How do you really feel? All right, well. <laughs> All right, well, I am Kenny. Uh, I am Simon. 
I'm Ryan. And I'm Kenny Rogers. And we'll be seeing you. <laughs> Major Burns? Major Burns? Don't we have something to discuss? Something you asked me in my tent? Tell us, Major. Where is answering service? The doctor isn't in. Leave your name, symptoms, and credit card number. Tell him he's not going to welch out on it. Frank, hmm? did you propose? Oh. Figures. He was afraid he was going to lose her to you. Frank, what kind of a guy do you think I am? We're colleagues, surgeons under the skin, in mortal combat with the enemy. Besides, you'll have plenty of time together after you've gone home. Oh. <laughs> Care for a little tonic? That was a scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. My name is Al. And I'm Joyce. And we're, we're huge, huge Disneyland, Disneyland fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on earth to share that passion with others. That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, we share current resort news, some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. We uncover little-known and often-overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And if that wasn't enough, we even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast at www.talescast.com and in iTunes. And remember, make, make it, it a Mickey, Mickey day. Hey there, MASH fans, this is Meds. Now, as you know, both myself, Al and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and mine is called Waffle on Podcast, and we talk about classic television programmes and films from around the world. So if you think that's your cup of tea, or cup of coffee, whichever you like, then come over to iTunes and type in Waffle on Podcast. Or, of course, you can go to our main site, which is at Podbean, so just type in waffleon.podbean.com. We would be honoured if you join us. MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production. 
and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0, United States license. All rights reserved. Uh, guest star for <laughs> this episode, uh, Jamie Farr. You all right? <laughs> she is described as a lovely, buxom, and vivacious blonde bombshell on IMDb. And uh, after saying that, I may have to go. <laughs> Boom. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Uh, Edward Marshall plays Delbos. This is Edward's only appearance in MASH, but he did pop up in one of Kenny's... What? Oh, sorry. <laughs> you wrote this. I know I wrote it. Oh, my Lord. Uh, <laughs> okay, so. Calling Kessel. Calling Kessel. Al? Is this on? Okay, there we go. Some, that was weird. Yeah. I think the aliens right. came back, man. I saw this bright light. Have you taken your medication? Oh, <laughs> I forgot. Oh, thanks. Okay, let's get on with this. <clears throat> Thank <laughs> you.